Welcome to the Barefoot Scholars Podcast. Join three moms as we share all we've learned and are still learning on our adventure from paper and pencil work to the wide open world of barefoot education. Welcome to the Barefoot Scholars Podcast, episode seven, where we talk about solving problems in homeschooling that people typically ask about, right? Um, Things like budget, societal noises, supportive spouses, and all the things in between. I'm Michelle. I'm Hannah. And I'm Sammy. So let's talk about food, because even non-homeschoolers, I feel like everyone's social media feeds are all about the prices of groceries and how do you feed family. So what are the tips and tricks you guys use in your house to feed your families for a reasonable cost? Mm. I'm an Aldi shopper all the way. I discovered it a couple years ago haven't looked back (laughs) um and I mean we are not very good at meal planning even though I know it's super helpful but I do try to be meal like I try to think of yeah like I try to think of what are we going to make this week Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily write it out or have it completely planned and detailed and know um but trying to be just think about that ahead of time always saves money going shopping if there's any chance which it rarely happens but if there's ever an opportunity that I can go without the children because (laughs) um and again that doesn't happen very often for me but if I'm able to doing that does save a lot of money and then like I've I think I'm trying to learn currently to surrender to being okay with what my kids want to eat. I know that sounds like so funny, but there's a lot of times where I think like, oh, I should make a sandwich versus just some salami and crackers or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. but like simplifying they, it, and, simplifying mm-hmm. it because like, especially when we pack lunches and we talked about this on our choosing nature episode, but like when we pack lunches in my mind, I think like I need to pack a sandwich, a fruit, a veggie, and then like obviously all of the snacks, <laughs> but they don't eat those as well. But if I pack, you know, a protein, a grain, the fruit and the veggies, they will eat that. Like if I pack it more like a snack style, mm-hmm. um, and the whole point of them of it is for them to be eating. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to surrender more to that. And like sometimes I get in my head about whether they've had a like healthier, nutrition, nutritious breakfast. Because I do want to be conscious of what they're putting in their bodies. Mm-hmm. But there are days where it's like, if we're at home and we don't have anywhere to be, if they want to have a bowl of cereal, like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Because you don't need protein because we're about to go on a hike. Like, mm-hmm. you, when you're hungry in 25 minutes, you're going to still be at home and you mm-hmm. can go to our pantry. You can get some cheese cubes. You can get whatever it is that you need to eat. Like, so I'm trying to... Are there ever little Debbies? No, but mainly for me. <laughs> Self-control issues. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) I'm definitely a, if I don't put it in my house, I'm fine. But if I do put it, and like, that's not like a diet culture thing. That's just me knowing my own self and how I uh, am trying to be careful. But with that, like, I will say, maybe to out myself, I don't know. With like, I sometimes will set, I do the same thing with screen time. I set boundaries of like the quality over the quantity, right? Like. If you want to watch something right now, you can watch something on PBS or you can watch this documentary, but you're not going to just watch trash. And I kind of do the same thing with food. Like, right now, what's available to you, it's an apple, it's carrots, it's cheese cubes. And then half the time, they won't eat because sometimes, you know, like like all of us, sometimes you're just bored and you just want to munch on something mm-hmm. versus, like, I'm actually hungry. So I think when you challenge your kids of, like, Mm-hmm. If you, okay, you're you're telling me that you're hungry. Mm-hmm. I hear that. I respect mm-hmm. that. Go eat. Your I'm options. not going to. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you to not eat. But here are the options. And I'll, a lot of times, it's like, ah, oh, well, I don't want that. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to go in the junk thing <laughs> yeah. and you know get the whatever. Um, and there's a time and place for it all. But truly, like that sounds silly. But like even setting those boundaries does help reduce yeah. because they will stop and think of like. And I'll ask like, are you bored or are you hungry? You know which which one is it? Because mm-hmm. and. It does 
I don't know how much it's saving, but it has to be saving something along the line. But I mean, I feel like it's instilling good lifelong values too. Absolutely. I mean, all of us adults eat when we're bored. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, stopping to think for a minute whether you're actually bored or actually hungry, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. When I think of food, I, I just, I'm going to repeat exactly what you just said, but like not buying food when we're out and about packing our lunch, mm-hmm. um, planning around that so that it's so easy to go to the gas station and spend $10 mm-hmm. on junk. So like I try not to even walk inside of a gas station because I know I'll pick up nerds and Sour Patch Kids and the Twix and then lady will say, well, if you get the Reese's, you, you're donating a dollar to Riley's and then how <laughs> you're doubling no. your fuel points. Right. Or... So um, I don't know. When I think about food, I think about having a plan and bringing your lunch. And that mm-hmm. saves a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And it's just the two of us. So you guys are saving double that with yeah. three kids and yourself. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I'm definitely a meal planner just because by the time five o'clock hits, I have like decision fatigue and I'm done and I'm ready to check out. And I used to not meal plan and that's why we ended up going out to eat a lot. And we now have three kids and I'm home and there's really no excuse. But still when like five o'clock, five thirty hits, I just can't. I, can't, I literally cannot think and make the decision of what we're going to eat and what size we're going to do with it and all of those things. So I meal plan um, pretty much weekly, and I'll write our main and anything else we're going with it so I make sure I have the fresh fruits and vegetables. And um, then I and, and nobody also has to ask me because they all know where it's posted on the fridge. So no more like what's for dinner because I'm like, you know where it's posted. Go find the day and look. <laughs> I will say I'm spoiled because I have a – my husband loves to cook, so, like, mm-hmm. I oftentimes will just delegate that to him, because, <laughs> but it, he, he loves it, he enjoys it, so if it's a day that I know it's been, he's going to get home late, or we're not going to have time, or I need to help kind of prep something, I will do that, but I am fully happy to turn over the dinner duties to him. I mean, breakfast and lunch fall to me, and that's fine, I don't, I don't mind that at all, and a lot of times dinner does, but if there's a day that he's willing to cook, like, and since he enjoys it, I'm, I will pass that on. Yeah. Any, any time. I don't blame and, you at all. And trying to be better about, like, it doesn't always have to be fancy. I don't know. Not that we needed fancy meals, but, like, if you eat, you eat. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't always mm-hmm. have to, I want it to be nutritious and I want to have different things, but. Food is food. If there's variety, <laughs> but food is food. Yeah. And sometimes, and we are a big leftover family, I will say. Like, we mm-hmm. we have leftover nights. We are definitely getting the routine of, like, Taco Tuesday. Because our 10-year-old just finally figured out that he actually likes tacos. It only took 10 <laughs> years. But here we are. So we're embracing that. We have Pizza Friday, which is, we typically order pizza. But we usually, at least once a month, we'll do a think frozen pizza mm-hmm. night because they were just trying to save money because yeah mm-hmm. i mean the difference between a frozen pizza or a yeah or or diy pizzas we yeah love DIY of, we, do, we do those too and in mm-hmm. my my husband again he likes to cook so he'll like make his own dough and we'll mm-hmm. we'll do that and that's always a good time that's typically i feel like more in the summer when he's mm-hmm. a little bit slower at work but mm-hmm. um yeah just trying to find some rhythms but man those the lunch the lunches i to echo what you said, Sammy, like packing lunches, that is definitely a game changer. There's no doubt. Well, and even like strategically planning, if we're going out to do something, strategically planning, you know, if there's a time frame, different times available, strategically mm-hmm. planning, okay, we're going to make sure we can eat dinner before we go here because mm-hmm. there's just $47 buckets of popcorn available and that's not going to fly, mm-hmm. you know, and being conscious about that too but even when we road trip to florida i pack breakfast mm-hmm. i do hard-boiled eggs and beef or i'll do um hard-boiled eggs and pre-cooked bacon and everyone will have bacon and eggs in the car on the way like n- nobody in my family will eat fast food anyway so that makes it difficult but then we don't feel like crap the rest of the drive too because we're not used to eating fast food um i'll pack like ham sandwiches, turkey sandwiches, PB&Js on the way. You know, obviously we have all the snacks too, but packing the actual meals and not stopping at Chick-fil-A and spending $45 on the way to vacation, it's $47. (laughs) Yeah. We did that same thing when we, my sister lives in New York, and so when we have gone out there and driven out there, we pack like 
We do the King's Hawaiian roll, except for we don't mm-hmm. do King's Hawaiian roll because we do the Aldi version, whichever those are called. <laughs> they're like Wait, Hawaiian I don't even think sweet rolls. Aldi, I, I don't even think I knew Aldi had their yeah. own. Oh, yeah. And they're like the two seventy nine mm-hmm. Teal. They're over in the bread section. Does their logo look very similar? I feel like yeah, it it's does. Yeah, similar. it's like yeah. teal and orange are there. I don't they're even knew that. I, yeah. don't, I might have bought them and not even known they were on. No, it's fantastic. What? And so it's, again, not the King's Hawaiian Roll, but the Aldi version of it. And we just slice that. This is like a trick that I learned from my mom because she always did this with all six of us. Like, you just mm-hmm. slice it. You put all the ham and the cheese or whatever you're going to do. You put it in, on top, and then you cut it all individual, put it back in the pack, and then it's just ready for you, and it's magic. And we would always stop at Red uh, rest stops. Mm-hmm. We're going to, like, travel and all that. But we get into rest stops. Where the kids could get out and run around. We'd throw out a picnic blanket. We would eat. We would have, mm-hmm. again, the clementines and the carrot sticks or whatever else it was. But, yeah, to be able to save that time, save that money, to your point, Sammy, not going into a gas station and getting all the just junk. Mm-hmm. So planning ahead, it it definitely does mm-hmm. make a huge difference. And having the snacks, but, but again, you know, if you have the snacks that it's all, like, just the yummy junk... They're going to eat that constantly, mm-hmm. but if it's like, okay, it's be you, can have, mm-hmm. you can have a beef stick or you can have, you know, the fruit flat, but mm-hmm. that's the option right now. Like, yep. I think you have to set some boundaries. If not, all of us will just keep on mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. I think, too, talking about vacationing, just because that's something that my family really enjoys doing. And, you know, a lot of times people ask how we go so often, but cooking on vacation is not near as bad mm-hmm. as cooking at home. <laughs> like there's just something cook about cooking yeah. when you're on vacation that just doesn't feel so bad. So as many meals as you can there camping, same thing. I know you guys do the same thing, mm-hmm. packing all of your food. I mean, it, it adds up so quickly. Yeah. Adds up so quick. We, we went love- to Dairy Queen at night after dinner because the girls got gift cards for Christmas that have been burning a hole in their pocket. And it was $30 for two small milkshakes, a medium blizzard, a small blizzard, and a mini blizzard. Mm-hmm. Five of us. A cup of ice cream. $30. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, wild. What? You know how much ice cream you buy from, like, Kroger? Yes. It's like two fifty for a, we, uh, we like owe, a gallon. I mean, yeah. we did do well, though, because we owed 81 cents after nice. our gift cards. <laughs> so know, Yeah, but it's still wild that that's, like, how it's much insane. that to be able to do that. It's absolutely yeah. insane. And so if you're talking, like, full meals times five, that's just freaking ice cream that wasn't even a meal yeah so yeah every single meal that you can pack counts even though groceries are expensive it's not as expensive as going out it's true another way to save money let's jump right into like library passes yeah and how we use that so um at the johnson county public library you can borrow i guess because it's not renting it's borrowing right it's still borrowing it's not blockbuster <laughs> you can borrow a check pass out. yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> check out yeah you can check out different passes to, like, the the Indiana State Museum. Um, I know we went to the Festival of Lights. That was a free pass. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to the Idol Jorg on the free pass. Mm-hmm. And they even uh, validated my parking. That's awesome. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we've had this conversation between the three of us, but just to let everyone know, that's not the Marion County Public Library. It's just the Johnson County. So, and especially for people who are not, Indiana native anyhow like just check with your with your local library because these services are available through a lot of them but they're just not available through every single one but your library is going to be a resource for Mm -hmm. you regardless of whether you can get museum passes or not there's Mm -hmm. gonna be something that they're providing that's free Mm -hmm. that's fun Mm -hmm. that's easy for everybody um and honestly just the building itself Mm -hmm. I mean the amount of times that we just use the New I'm just toys going to go and, to the yeah. building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, the computers for their yeah. games. Yeah, oh yeah, they have all the educational mm-hmm. games. Well, and Michelle and I were at my library the other day, which is a Marion County one, and we were looking, we were talking about the games that they have, and it's like, can I just take this library computer and have it at my house? Because it has all the educational stuff on it. They said no, by the way. Yeah, but. you can't do it. But, we were, <laughs> but because you I asked. some of them, like, you can't. Some of the apps don't even exist mm-hmm. for you to buy in the app mm-hmm. store or to download for free in the app store. Like, mm-hmm. it's so, it stinks. But remembering that that's a resource that you have on mm-hmm. any day of the week, like, mm-hmm. is is so great. And, you know, obviously, libraries are, there's so many per county. Mm-hmm. So 
we go to our same one. We're definitely loyal to our library, but there are so many different ones around us. And we've gone to, um, you know, my family lives in a different city than Sammy and Michelle's, but we've gone to their libraries Mm -hmm. and it's such a different change of scenery. So just remembering that like you can go to any library anywhere in the country. Um, and be able to check out what they have going on without yeah. spending a dime. And, like, mm-hmm. that's We do classes at each other's huge. libraries mm-hmm. and then take advantage of anything inside their library. I mean, obviously, you can't check things out. But I would suggest going and spending time because some of our libraries have board games you can check out. There's full Melissa and Doug um, toy sets that you can check out for a week. See if your kid actually likes it before you okay. invest the money. Um, puzzles. Audiobooks. A lot of people don't know that you can um, download audiobooks with your, or not download, but listen to audiobooks with your library pass. Um, the museums, we even have them for our local uh, water parks. There's movies there. There's like spy kits and violins and guitars. And I mean, there's literally so many things. Mm-hmm. So, Take a day, walk through your libraries, but also have a conversation with the librarians who are there to answer your questions. Say, hey, what resources do you have to get us out in the community? Or what what kinds of activities and games? I'm trying to think of some of the other, like, I was thinking about um, the Maker's Room at the Greenwood Public Library where you can do... Um, they had all those little cubes. Yeah. We looked those up. They were $300, yeah. weren't they? They had, like, uh, the bracelet making, too. Yeah. The, all the button making, stuff. Button mm-hmm. making. Mm-hmm. Earring making. I mean, whole... Oh, yeah. Dr- all, our kids yeah. all made earrings that yeah. one day. A 3D printer that you could print on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so many things. And they even have, like, baking sheets that you can take home with Yeah, that's shapes. the other things I was thinking uh, of. Like, cookie I cutters. Yeah. I mean... What, what are some of the other things in that area there were so many things gardening tools with gloves they even had the like monochromatic glasses for if you're colorblind so it's not monochromatic but whatever that is called yeah colorblind switching glasses <laughs> colorblind Magic blind. glasses uh, we got free seeds from our library last year oh yeah, to we plant. Had a seed library mm-hmm. we got tons um, of flowers those. and like uh um, fruits and vet like yeah, herbs and produce yeah, yeah produce that's the word yeah yeah produce and well, and I think even beyond what you can check out from your library, because again, like I said, like my library doesn't offer that, like my county doesn't, but their county does. So it's just, everyone's going to be different, but just see what opportunities your mm-hmm. library has. Like we go to the, we have always gone to the story time. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, even when I was working outside of the home, my mom, who was not working outside of the home, would take my youngest to go once a week. Like, We've always utilized their baby story time and then their toddler story time. Um, And then there are, you know, as we all know, homeschooling is growing rapidly in the U.S. right now. And um, our libraries have different homeschool groups and opportunities. Right now we all participate in a STEAM team once a month um, where they go and, you know, they're receiving instruction from someone else. They're... Uh, doing something that is STEAM related Mm -hmm. and it's always so much fun it's so engaging the kids absolutely love it and they form these bonds with these adults which at least my kids have because this is our home library that I just love I think it's so cool that they they want to tell them about this is what I did and this is what I got and it's just fun to see them have those different relationships with adults in our community and Mm -hmm. um, you know the librarians definitely know my family you can't really miss us because usually one person is a costume and lord knows what else um we're always very loud and proud but i think that's just such a cool thing again like being so active in our community meeting different people um i just had a play date with a mom that i met at story time and you know we went to another community center and spent Mm -hmm. time together and that's all just through literally showing up on a wednesday morning Mm -hmm. to something that's free and engaging and the kids love mm-hmm. it's just great yeah so you mentioned the community center um let's talk about like some of the free days that some community centers or museums offer does anybody want to talk about that yeah like the, our, in, the, the art museum yeah indianapolis art museum the first thursday is free for everybody mm-hmm. but i mean usually it's older people or homeschoolers that yeah. happen to be there <laughs> um the, and that's their indoor museum and their garden area right the children Children's Museum of Indianapolis has a free day. I want to say yeah. it's the first 
or they have free hours. I think it's the first Thursday of the month from like four to seven. Mm-hmm. And then random day, say. like I feel like MLK Day is a free. Yeah, day. there's some different mm-hmm. um, like Monday holidays yeah. that are that are free. Um, and then there's, I mean, specifically to homeschoolers, they might not be free days. But I think everyone would be surprised, or I was surprised as a new homeschooler to find out how many different homeschooler days mm-hmm. there are. Mm-hmm. So Connor Prairie is one we took advantage mm-hmm. of. And I think it went from being a total of like 90 something dollars for my family of four, because it was me and the three girls to go um, on a non-homeschool day. That's just like their regular pricing. And it was $21 maybe. I, I feel like it was, it was less I feel like it was like 18 because I think it was $6 a kid and the adult was free. That's true. Yes, yeah. the adult was free. So, yeah, because yeah, we counted as a chaperone. They did like school mm-hmm. field trip pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, so just any place you're in. And then the, cave, the cave we went we to last year mm-hmm. uh, was also a homeschool thing. So any place you're interested in going, peruse their website or give them a call and ask about homeschool. Usually um, our local uh, – Roller skating rink had homeschool days. I don't know if they're doing it this year. I haven't actually looked through it. But last year, there was homeschool skate on, I think it was Fridays. And it was like $3 a person and $2 for skate rental. And then it's pretty much empty because it's just homeschool kids in the community. Um, I know Urban Air for a while last year did that. Same kind of, not $3 a kid. Warning. Um, but it was discounted mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, yeah, Sky Zone is but, discounted, but yeah, it's still, yeah, oh, it's really still a lot of money we, if you have I'll more just than say, one kid. We still have not gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and Urban Airs was really good two years ago, and then I don't think they expected the amount of people to take advantage of it. They took advantage of it, and they kind of up some of that. But any place that you're thinking about going, give them a call or check their website for events. Or if they have a search, just search homeschool days. Um, there are also, I'm this is going to be think. super vague, unfortunately. But there are, if you just Google it, you'll find the direct answer. But there are websites where you can create a student ID mm-hmm. for your homeschool. Or a um, teacher ID to get teacher or, discounts. Or a teacher ID. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, and it's not playing the system. We're doing all the work. We're yeah. doing all the same thing. So, but that they allow you to be that way that you can get the student ID number mm-hmm. or teacher ID number so mm-hmm. that you can um, take advantage of some of the school pricing. But like for us, we have a group of a no ten, a group of ten. Mm-hmm. So, like, we can just try and call and say, "Do you have a group rate for yeah. this?" Like truly, just asking. A lot of times, people are willing to work with you because um, we do know. I mean, like we know schools get different pricing mm-hmm. as they should, one hundred percent. But then, like, we want to try and make sure that we can get those same mm-hmm. sorts of things. And the, another thing that just came to my mind was with our Indiana State Museum, um, if you are able to get a membership, which I believe for ours, it's like $100 for a family for the year. Um, but that doesn't, that gets you into the museum. That gets you into the, what are there, 16 state museum Different sites? historical sites. Historical sites around the state. But it's a reciprocal membership. And so what that means is that, like, if we were to go to, you know, we're in Indy, but if we were to go to Chicago, mm-hmm. we can get admittance into there. It's it's free admit, admittance into a lot of museums that are outside of a 90-mile mm-hmm. radius. Mm-hmm. Of your hometown. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, for Indy specifically, it would be, like, St. Louis, Chicago. Like, I mean. All the way down to Atlanta. I know somebody yeah, oh, who yeah. used them into Atlanta. I think Atlanta. it's 90 mm-hmm. Miles is the pack minimum. Like, yeah, yep. you yep. have to. So then you it's have to every go past state. That. Yep, every it's all yep. over the country. Mm-hmm. Yep. So looking in to see that, you know, like, is my membership reciprocal? Like mm-hmm. you, it it might be, and it can help you get into. Um, if you're able to travel, if you're able to go somewhere else, or you find yourself somewhere else, like being able to get into other mm-hmm. places, like it's it's huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, another pass we take advantage of. Um, is the Indiana State Park Pass. Um, for us, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Ours is $50, and it gets you into any state park in the state. Um, and I think it's, is it $6 $7. a time? $7 mm-hmm. a time when you go. So if we go, you know, seven or eight times, that's being paid for. And it always runs January 1st to December 31st. So unfortunately, if you don't go in the beginning of the year, you kind of lose some of that. But But um, you go more than that. You go... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, we go all yeah. the time. 
And within the state park, I mean, we go together all the time to hike. And I mean, my family takes advantage of it on the weekends when my husband's home and can do things then. But also they all offer classes, homeschool classes Mm -hmm. and other classes you can do for free or for maybe two or three dollars a piece. They're nature centers. Uh, It counts if you're visiting somebody who's camping there, you don't have to pay to get in to go hang out like we have family that will camp and maybe we can't stay the whole weekend but we'll go hang out with them for the day at the campground and if we didn't have the pass we would have to pay the park admittance to get in and we don't have to do that so that's nice too well and it's per car load so Mm -hmm. i'm not going to say too much but if you can you know figure those things out Mm -hmm. you know if you're in the car with other people Mm -hmm. then the pass Mm -hmm. can cost what it costs Mm -hmm. Yep. I just saw, and I'm sad I can't go because I'm going to be in Florida, but one of the coffee shops around here in Greenwood is having like a clothing swap thing. Like you just go and you, I don't know if they have racks set up or you bring your own, but you hang up clothes you don't want anymore. And then you get to go like shop for free. It's like a huge swap meet for clothes. And I think that is so smart and so genius. I mean, it's so smart in terms of like thrifting. Yes, that's what what I'm saying. Like... Yeah. Just one, reducing waste in general mm-hmm. and not buying Absolutely. new, but two, money. Mm-hmm. You just said clothing swap. Like, we've talked about this. I don't know that we've actually done it, full transparency, but game swapping, we've mm-hmm. talked about this a lot about yeah. the idea of like. I borrowed you know, one of your games once, a math game. Oh, you did. You did. One of you borrowed one of my games, I think. We've done it twice, maybe. Maybe. But did I borrow? Do I have to return it still? No. no. I, I have them all, I think. But essentially, you know, like, not everyone needs to buy every single new game. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many different games, and how many times do we have all these games that just sit on our shelves? Mm-hmm. So if we can, can only play one at a time. Yeah. Maybe two at a time if two of the kids are playing independently, mm-hmm. but... But if we can just be intentional about, mm-hmm. like, kind of taking inventory of each other's homes, you know, again, relying on your community. Okay, you have that game. I'm going to borrow that. You mm-hmm. take this one and kind of create... I mean, it would be really smart of us if we actually created a true swap mm-hmm. <laughs> and kind of schedule. Maybe this will be, you know, our New Year's resolution. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Absolutely. But that is something that, like... Not every, just because you're when your friend says this is such a fun game to play, that doesn't mean you need to go buy it. Mm-hmm. That means you need to say, "Hey, when you guys are bored of that, let me borrow it, and we're going to then give it back." Um, as you were talking about game swapping, I was reminded that at one of our local libraries, I just noticed for the, for the first time they have used puzzles sitting out, and it says, "Take a puzzle or leave one." Mm. So I've always noticed, like, right when you walk into one of our libraries, there's, like, always a partially done puzzle. And they invite you to just go do the puzzle, and then whenever it's done, you... I don't know if this is all... The puzzle swap has always been there, or if, for some reason, I just noticed it this last time, but I was there last Friday. And there was, like, multiple boxes, obviously, like, had been used. They were not brand new. Some of them were held together by rubber bands. The little sign that said, take one or leave one. I puzzle love that, swap. Because I think that's so, so smart. Yeah, I feel like my kids. So smart. They like puzzles, but then they do them. And, and you I don't, don't it's like a just book. Keep buying more. Most books like, you don't oh, keep reading. Yeah. I can't just keep buying more and more yeah. and more. So it's like, they, I, I don't know. They get bored and then they're tapped out and then we're not doing it anymore. So it's like, I should ask one of you, hey, mm-hmm. let's swap out our puzzles. And Hannah, do you guys have a buy nothing page? I know Sammy and I do, because we're all over that thing. Mm-hmm. So I stay away. We do. Okay. But I don't join it because I feel like I have enough stuff. You don't ever give away? And... Oh, no, I do give away. But okay. I just, I more so like either have a garage sale or I take it to um, either Goodwill or our one of our local preschool uh-huh. um, where you used to teach. Uh-huh. I donate stuff there or I donate to friends who like, like Need that have younger the, kids yeah. or whatever. So, because I I love the buy nothing, I think it's fantastic. And if you don't know what we're talking about, you know, it's a group where you can just post what it and everything's free. So you just mm-hmm. put you and you get rid of stuff. You can, but for me, I think when I see something's free, it's and you feel like you need it, freaking yeah. snacks. Yeah. When they're in my house, if zebra cakes enter my home, I am eating all of them. When. Things are free. I just think, well, it's free, so I should just take it. And I have a very, I like, not a very small home, but my home is, my my home is very old. It's like almost a hundred years old. There's not closets. There's not storage in my home. That's not the way that it works. So it's like, 
I need to be smart about what I am yeah bringing in and yeah. I know when setting it's a boundary I like when that. it's free I will think you just need hey it. no yeah. skin off my nose I'm just yeah. gonna take it yeah so I do not engage with buy nothing but I know it's been great for you guys and yeah. sometimes I will tell Sammy hey <laughs> look if out you for. see <laughs> yeah. um, motorbike <laughs> Barbie Jeep. <laughs> I don't need a Barbie Jeep. Michelle, I got this really cool vegetable cutter. Yeah. Who'd you get that from? <laughs> I mean, I know it's world changing for you guys, but I would just end up with junk I don't need. That's I did I did start that way, but now I'm much better at giving away than receiving. Mm-hmm. But I scored that whole magic kit yeah. and some br- bracelet making stuff mm-hmm. and a science kit all from one mm-hmm. stop, one house. I, was, mm-hmm. I got a set of uh, dog books for Kelly today. Just pick them up. Maybe I am. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I just don't have closets. It was a- I mean, it's really an issue. In my, like, like, the boys' bedrooms don't even have closets. Like, there's no closets in my home. <laughs> so I have to be Like, even my closet is in a different room than the one I sleep in. And not because I'm fancy, but because I just don't have closets. <laughs> So okay. <laughs> okay, so moving past budget tips, um, I don't know that I've gotten this question personally, but I know it floats around a lot. Or someone will message me and say, "I really want to homeschool, but my husband's not on board." Um, how would you guys respond to that? Yeah, I don't know what I would say. Do I you would... feel like it's important to have a support? Yeah, I feel spouse? like it's important. Can yeah. you imagine homeschooling without the support of your spouse? Ooh, I see you, like, you're thinking. Yeah, wheels are turning. Well, okay, like, okay. Matthew's very supportive in the decision, but I was just thinking, like, he's not really involved in the doing of it. Absolutely. 100%. So I was just thinking, like... Isn't that tricky? Yeah, it yeah. is tricky. But if he were not on board or if he were quizzing the kids or asking me a to-do list of what I got done, then No. Yeah. That wouldn't mm-hmm. work for me. But that's probably just like a personality thing. I don't think that's a personality Ooh, thing. No. I mean, I, I feel that's like that's a... a pretty huge parenting. You kind of have to be on the same team, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, Chad is very supportive of us and will stand up to people who are questioning us or questioning the girls and sees it as very beneficial and kind of wishes that he had that same opportunity knowing how unsuccessful he was in a traditional classroom. I can't imagine. I mean, when we were very first making the decision, he's his whole thing weren't we all I don't want them to be weird how are they gonna have friends and you know like I was there too but you know now he sees that they're not weird and they're very social and personable and I was gonna say my family we all joked like my extended family about the fact that like nothing's gonna make my kids weirder (laughs) they're already so weird that like they're not weird because they homeschool. Okay, just, they have their own personalities, but they're very no, no, no. social. What we call, we say, how do we like them? We like them weird. Yeah, so it's yeah, something yeah. that's celebrated in our family and all of that, but, like, we, we did yeah. joke about. But I think with, like, the, talking about the spouse, like, I find it so fascinating that you, Michelle, shared that you do not receive this question, because I receive this question a lot of, what does Joel think about it? What is, and we definitely don't give off that vibe of, like, disconnected (laughs) well a disconnected b that like joel and i we do give off the vibe that joel and i are equals right and we make decisions we are we are about our marriage and family together the two of us so it i don't know i now i'm now i'm down a rabbit hole in my own brain of like why am i always asked that question (laughs) um but it is true because i i do receive that question a lot about like well what does joel think about it about it all and same thing to echo what you guys have said like he's super supportive he believes in it wholeheartedly I mean Joel from like Joel is very passionate about us homeschooling because one he has seen what we've been able to accomplish he's seen like just how cool it is to understand our kids and know their brains and be able to be a part of their learning like we both love that but he also real talk has a lot of anxiety around school shootings Mm -hmm. and like school safety and it is something that for him like it's a huge it's a big priority for him like Mm -hmm. he does believe in the content and the work that we're doing but he also has a a lot of it is fear-based and Mm -hmm. that's tricky like it's 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 hard to know but I'm also like as long as he supports me for the work that we're actually doing Mm because like neither one of us want to do something in 
because of fear. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not, I don't want fear controlling my life. He doesn't want fear controlling his life. So as long as we know there's... just an added perk that he doesn't have to worry about that. Exactly. And I know that that's something that's like super helpful for him. But what you said, Sammy, resonated about like, he's so supportive of what we do. And honestly, like, he works from home on Fridays. And when he's working from home, he's definitely working. But I also know there's another grown up in the home. (laughs) And... My kids are safe, and they are at the age that they can be independent. So, therefore, I will leave and go do the grocery shopping, and I take full advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Like, But he's not, like you said, like, he's a part of the – he's supportive of the decision, but he's not a part of the actual mm-hmm. lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there, there's nothing wrong – that's not a diss. No, That's because, of, like, he's out supporting our yeah, family and right. working really yeah. hard to make sure that – I am able to continue, because this was never in our plan. Uh-huh. Like, our whole plan was I would stay at home. I didn't even stay at home with our first two. It was when Milo was two that I started staying at home. And the thing was, we knew we were going to have one more kid, and then I would go back to work when our youngest was five. Well, surprise, our youngest is five, and I'm homeschooling now. Mm-hmm. So we, <laughs> I'm not returning to work. And, like, it was never a part of our story that this was what our life would look like. But he is so supportive of it. He loves what we do. But it is kind of funny that disconnect of like. Mm-hmm. It's the, like we know every like we know single thing. Yeah, like the four of us yeah. do all of these things together. And then there's, and he's so good. Like he started wanting to listen to our audio book, like the book that we read for our mm-hmm. language arts curriculum. He wants to listen to it because he's like, you guys are always talking about this book. And I, so I, I, it would be fun to do like a podcast with our husbands of like, how do you guys yeah, feel I think we as like the spouses of. Yeah, you know, these three amazing, wonderful, incredible women yeah. who are must be a tough job your kids. But really, what is that like? Because I know there are some that's like the four of us are a unit, and then the five of us are yeah. a unit for sure. But then there's also like I don't know, like not a disconnect, but what is the word? Can you guys help me? Like, what is the? I mean, I th- I think it is a disconnect, but it's not necessarily yeah. a bad disconnect. Yeah. I mean, pure sense of it, the word. Yeah, I mean it. It is. But that's because your main priority, our main priority right now is raising and teaching our kids. Mm-hmm. And their main priority is providing financially for us to do that. Yeah. And, and raising their kids. And, but like, right. But and raising their yeah. kids. But, but not if you look at hour by hour, we are spending more time with our kids. That's not a diss. That is a fact. Yeah. It, for it to be 50-50 with us staying home, that wouldn't be a realistic expectation right. or goal. Right. Yeah. So I think I think disconnect is the right word, but it's not a negatively right yeah. word. Yeah. And when I think of supportive spouses, I think about Matthew supporting what Emma wants and mm-hmm. also supporting what Elijah wants since he does go Absolutely. to public school. Like he's supportive in uh, their learning style and what they value in their education and how they want to learn and, you know, their choice, I guess. So mm-hmm. when I think about supportive spouse, I think about how he supports Emma too mm-hmm. and Elijah. Yeah. Chad, I don't even remember what brought it up, but Chad said something the other day. He was like, well, I'm a homeschool dad. And I like looked at him and I said, are you now? He goes, well, I'm a dad whose kids are homeschooled. <laughs> I was like, yes. But again, yeah. like, that's and it's not negative. It's, it's not, not negative. It's just, and it's not a diss. Yeah. And honestly, like, if he is home because his he comes home between calls and he's in and out all day sometimes – um, and if he's home while Ella's doing math, she will 100% choose mm-hmm. to do math with him mm-hmm. over me because they bond over that and yeah. he has different expectations and he explains things much differently than I do. Mm-hmm. And one day he stopped me and he's like, what, you know, how, how have you taught her to do this? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Actually, the benefit here is that you can teach her a completely different way to get to the same answer in this problem than mm-hmm. I have or the book has. And that might actually make sense to her right. because the way that I did isn't isn't yeah. checking out you know and to me that's like a huge that adds value to her life Absolutely. and to our kids lives our kids know to ask joel when they want to do anything art because yeah. i can't draw a straight line <laughs> yeah. and he is a full-blown artist so they know that like yeah don't ask me for those things wait till friday yeah. and daddy might be able to draw you something in between a meeting or you know yeah. figure out that time together on a weekend like it's the girl, not gonna be yeah. me the girls are very curious about money and running businesses because chad runs a business and works and has rentals and so they'll ask anytime they ask about money or 
um, you know, ta- they, they've gone on rampages with taxes mm-hmm. and all those things, you know, and I think that's, I think that's really great that they can go to him for certain things and go to me for certain things, but we're definitely not, I mean, I wouldn't say we were equally involved in the schooling process. Right. But I don't expect that, and I, I, I think that's okay. And I think that's something to share, like, that, sh- I mean, if it's your expectation, that's fine, but probably realistically is not the truest mm-hmm. expectation. And so, like, but, I mean, it would be very, I could never do it without the support mm-hmm. of Joel and him understanding mm-hmm. and valuing, not just understanding or saying, oh, sure, she can do whatever, like, but truly valuing what we mm-hmm. do. Because I think something that Sammy is always really good about saying is, like, he can never do what he does without the support that you provide for your family and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I couldn't do what I do without the support of him. But, mm-hmm. like, I think just also just knowing and owning the the role that you play, um, if you're being true to your values, if you're being true to what's important to you, and each of you agree on that, then it's it's gonna work out. Mm-hmm. You know, you, there's gonna be enough people in your life that are not supportive of your decision, mm-hmm. or maybe who aren't supportive but are questioning and just making things maybe some speed bumps along the way. So, like having that spousal support, I do think like. I, I cannot imagine mm-hmm. doing it without full support from mm-hmm. my spouse. That leads us to the next topic people tend to ask about is how do we deal with other people's opinions? You just mentioned it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you deal with other people's opinions, Amy? I usually vent to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Valid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. same. Mm-hmm. Ditto. <laughs> Have you dealt with negative opinions? I have. Or maybe it's just my perception of what I think is a negative opinion. Mm -hmm. Or like a question that is not like being asked out of curiosity, but more asked to be like judgmental. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that one out, to be honest with you. I feel like that's hard to navigate. Mm -hmm. I would agree. Mm -hmm. How do you deal when, okay, so let's say that regardless of this person's intent... Let's say that the impact is that it feels judgmental to you. How do you react to that? Like in the moment, like with the person. <laughs> For real, real? For real, real. But what do you actually do? Not what you have, in not your brain. inner dialogue, but what do you actually do? You can do? talk about your inner dialogue, Yeah, you can though. do both. I don't know. I got to think of a like specific time. When someone's quizzing Emma. Mm. Well, I, I think I had a breakthrough today when my dad, he asked... Emma, what, tell me something that you learned today. And she mentioned that she was sewing today and she finished her blanket. So in the past, I think maybe I would feel a little like insecure because I'd want to add, well, we also did this and this mm-hmm. to like kind of justify that we were learning. But I've grown into accepting that if that was her answer and that's what she learned and that's what she was excited to share, that's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean, how I many kids come huge. home from school and say their favorite part of the day was recess? Right. Or the and there's day. no teacher. Everyone, you know. At, you know, how many threads do I see come across my thing about, like, when your kid says they learn nothing at school, here are different questions to prompt them along. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a normal thing about children. Mm-hmm. Sure. So it's the same thing for homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. When you say, well, what did you learn today? Or what did you do? They're going to say nothing. They're going to say, I don't know. Or mm-hmm. they're going to talk about their blanket that they sewed because that was a huge lesson and she was doing that creating Mm -hmm. making these things happen that like i couldn't sew a blanket like i'm 30 almost 36 years old like it's such a beautiful thing and when the thing is though kid our kids are held to such a different standard Mm -hmm. like when public school kids say i or traditional school kids say i didn't learn anything at school everyone assumes we and they respond with Mm -hmm. no that's not true Mm -hmm. tell now what did you study but when a homeschooler says, I learned nothing, the response is, well, what'd you do mm, all day? So, oh. and then it's judgment on, you know, it's like, it's so silly because they're really just kids being kids. And then if you say, like, I know, I, I've heard Lennon say that he didn't do anything. And I'm like, you read two full chapter books today. Like, and then you studied the Baltic Wars. <laughs> like, but because he loves that, he loves to read. He always has his nose in a book. He will fly through, like, graphic novels and all that sort of stuff. And then he loves to study history. So he's not thinking of it as, like, 
this is this thing I did. It's just a part of their life. Which, unbeknownst to the person quizzing him, exactly. is exactly your goal. Exactly. Right? To not make it seem yeah. like learning is this painful, awful thing. I want it to be life. <laughs> so really, it's like we should respond with, well, mission accomplished. They yeah. learned nothing. Great. They did nothing. Fantastic. Because the whole goal was to teach them that learning can be so fun that you don't even understand that you're sitting here learning. Mm-hmm. I think another thing, too, is just trying to surround yourself with people that are supportive of your decision. Obviously, you know, there might be family members you can't avoid forever who make a little dig here and there. Um, I think that, kind of like you said, Sammy, how you had a breakthrough today, I think that I've become more confident the longer I've been doing this. I've been able to push back a little bit or snap at them in the same regard, which I don't know, might be immature, but at the same time, what you're atta- if you're attacking my kid and making them feel less than because they can't spout off like some multiplication fact you deemed was important for them to know right now, like who's, who's the immature one right now? You know? I mean, mm-hmm. honestly. I was just thinking, I, I read, I think today, and it was like um, basically turning that question to the person who asked, well, what did you learn today? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, those were good. I was like, yeah. that. that post, I think, was by Your Natural Learner. And the point was not just to turn it back on somebody, but it was also, she said, yes, one point is to turn it back to be like, let's think now what we're asking of children versus what we're asking of adults. But then also it was to say like, and then also maybe hopefully inspire the adult to think about lifelong learning. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we think like, oh, we went, we did, obviously we always continue to learn things. We know that. But formally, um, when we think about education, we think K, K-12 and then Maybe post-secondary, college, yeah. you know. And we just kind of stop it there. We don't talk mm-hmm. about, like, continuing to learn as you age, mm-hmm. as you grow. And, like, that is such an important thing. And mm-hmm. so I, I know what plus you're talking about. And she did talk about, like, yeah, it is about turning, making people think a second mm-hmm. thought. But then there's also, the, you know, like, when people ask questions about to homeschoolers, that it's like, you would never ask a public school mm-hmm. student this because you mm-hmm. assume learning is taking place because they are in a place of education. Mm-hmm. But so are our kids because they're living life. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's it's just so backwards. And the thing is here, like, to fully humble myself, I would have done the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. I 100% had all of these thoughts before I started mm-hmm. homeschooling. I was judgmental of homeschoolers. I thought they were just, I, I, I did not have a positive view of homeschooling mm-hmm. in general. Um, yep. So it's not an, it's not something that I'm even like judging someone else for doing. I do understand it. It just, now that I live this different life, I just see it in such a different light and just wonder like, I'm kind of amazed that I ever was in that camp. You know, mm-hmm. like, I've learned, I've grown, I've evolved. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I want to take people along along mm-hmm. with us. But we were talking about our, like, being confident about responding in different ways or setting that boundary about, like, don't quiz my kid or whatever it is. I just think about this podcast, too, because these are all conversations that we've been having for years, mm-hmm. you know, for the last at least two years together. Mm -hmm. Um, We're now putting them out on a platform that anybody can listen to, Mm -hmm. you know. And that's taken growth and confidence Mm -hmm. where we've been willing to, like, put Mm -hmm. ourselves on the line. Mm -hmm. And and people that are close to us hearing conversations that they never knew we were having, Mm -hmm. you know, like, because we're not going to bombard everybody with this. This is is our life. This is our choice. This is what we're going to do. And when we're in our context of the three of us this is what we're going to talk about because mm-hmm. it's important to us and it's the life that we live mm-hmm. but like it's such a different level to to be willing to put it out there mm-hmm. and I'm proud of all of us for doing that but it it's definitely been I mean it's taken four years for each of us to get to this point in our homeschooling mm-hmm. journey to be, feel confident to share and what we can teach other people or what we can just expose of our own mm-hmm. selves yeah I think so I think even beyond educating other people too, just giving them a community if they don't know somebody, if they haven't found their person, physical person personally in their community that they can get with and have what we have right here, right now. Because 
when I first started out, and even once you two were homeschooling, I think we were all feeling so insecure that we didn't even know if we could talk to each other about our insecurities, mm-hmm. even though, you know, it turns out we're all feeling the same thing, but we all want to, you know, and that, I think that's mom life too. Like you, you don't want to let your insecurities shine. You mm-hmm. don't want somebody to know that you feel like you're feeling your kid. That's not a good feeling. You don't want to show that. Um, it takes a while to build trust with somebody that you can, that you know that you can share that with and they know your heart and they know that even if you're venting and complaining about X, Y, Z, maybe, maybe a child for a brief moment or, you know, a a situation or a curriculum or whatever that you've built that relationship for two years and you've poured in that time and that effort for them to know that that's not who you are. That's what you're feeling right now in this very moment. And you're, and And then I also feel like you guys are always great at like pulling the validation out of my like worries or fears or concern or lack thereof or or whatever it is that I'm, you know, coming to you guys with. It's like, you're good at saying, yes, your feelings are valid. However, stop acting like you're, you know, failing your kids because I see this, 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 and this as reasons why you're not failing your kids. And I know that this is hard right now, but you know, we're sticking here and that doesn't make you an overall failure. And so I want to, I want people to come to us and feel that sense, even if they don't know us physically, even if they don't live in the same state, I want, I want you guys as listeners, I want you to just know that you're not alone and that you're, you're, there's going to be days that you feel like nothing you're doing is right. There's going to be days that you feel like the pressure of raising your kid and teaching your kid is just too much to handle. And all that is normal, but also don't, don't, don't stop there. Press on. It doesn't define you. It doesn't define you. It doesn't define them. And, you know, you only have control over you and how you're handling a situation or how you're, perceiving a comment from somebody or how you're, you know, going to move on or whether you decide to change something up to see if it works better. But you actually have no control over like what your kid ends up doing with their life. I mean, we, we can do, there's people out there that have done all the right things and their kids have made a major mistake that, you know, and, and that's kind of scary, but also that should relieve some of the weight on your shoulder right now, because truly the only thing we can control every single day is ourselves and our, and our reactions to things. Your kids eventually are going to leave you and make their own decisions. And as long as we've done our best to set them up for success and, you know, give them all the things that they need to be successful adults, critical thinking and problem solving and perseverance and the love of learning, all those things you know, we've talked about in previous episodes, like we don't know what they're going to do with their lives. And we can't predict that. We can hope that they have certain things, but is that is that really what we want to do? Do we want to, do we want to have in our mind that this is what they're going to do and then this is when they're going to get married and this they're going to have this many kids and set them up for a life that you're going to be disappointed in? Or do you just want to keep living every single day, giving it, you know, setting them up for success and then embracing them as they are as they grow up. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, I feel like if year one, if I had a podcast like this to listen to where somebody was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly how I'm feeling. How do they know that? Yeah. You know, that could have carried me through some really hard days. Mm-hmm. I don't think I struggle with other people's opinions as much as my own opinions about what I'm doing. Oh, 100%. I feel like I'm in my head and my negative self-talk can take over and that's probably more challenging on a daily basis than somebody else saying something. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel that way? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think societal pressure pressure is like there's just so much unlearning I still have left to do. That's it. And yeah. I think, but the unlearning that I have left to do translates to my own noise, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you were saying, mm-hmm. Sammy, of like the expectations I have that I just haven't figured that I haven't conquered, you know, that I haven't, um, for my own self, not for my children, but like that I haven't gotten control of, of my own being and then therefore so that I'm not projecting mm-hmm. onto them. Like it's, it's hard. I mean, we all bad. have at least 35 years of unlearning to do. Yeah. 
within our own selves. That's hard work mm-hmm. while you're also relearning and then teaching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah creating something new, you yeah. know, like... All and, while and all of us that, in our house are changing constantly yeah. and aging. <laughs> and I feel like that's a pretty standard thing for our generation as parents. Mm-hmm. And then you add in schooling mm-hmm. and it's in education. And it's just an, another layer of complexity. But it's mm-hmm. it's not that it's not... I mean, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to quote Friday Night Lights again. It's not our <laughs> burden. It is our gift. What can I say? That show, man. But it's true. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it feels like there are plenty of days or moments that it feels like a burden. It feels super, mm-hmm. super heavy. And then I have to remember and remind myself, this is a gift. And it's, it's something I've chosen. You know, like, homeschooling is definitely a choice. Um, the tricky thing about homeschooling is once you lift the veil, it's hard to put it back down when you learn a lot of different things. But still, ultimately, it's a choice. And I'm. I'm grateful I've made it. I'm grateful the two of you have made it so that we can do this together and I can have camaraderie. You know, like when I think about this episode so far, I think like shop at Aldi, use your library, mm-hmm. <laughs> and have a supportive spouse and find your community. Find your people. And if you're lucky enough to do those four things, because those are no small feat, you know. Those are some pretty big things. But if Shopping really, at Aldi especially. I, you have to give it a couple times. And you have to find the right Aldi. <laughs> if there's multiple in your your um, community, you know, like I think there's five Four that five I could these, choose yeah. from. You have a preference, but, you know, like a pretty strong preference? I, I, I do have my preference, but what I've tried to do is remove myself from, I'm, I'm in a new state with Aldi. I've, I had my preference, and I'm trying to move to a different one because... It switches up my routine of not being so vulnerable to Target. Mm. Um, that's another. You know what? I, you know the budget saving tip is remove the Target app from your phone because Target pickup is so easy. Probably. But then when you realize 100%. I don't have Amazon, I'm, I have it at like I still have it in my browser and my password saved, so it's easy to get to. But I like it's not just the app. So it's a little bit trickier. Mm-hmm. I have to That's, type in yeah. the website. Yeah, I mean, I'm proud alone. of you for that. And then Target, I removed it from my, and I haven't added it back because truth is, you know, like if I need something, I can go to the store and pick it up. And if I'm only doing it because of the convenience of pickup, then you don't need it that bad. I maybe don't, or I at least don't need it that day. And if I save $5 that day, then you can spend 10 the next, and it's only $5 per math. day for the last two days. Let's talk about homeschool mom math. <laughs> If I spend $120 on a curriculum, well, I gave my kid a full education, so it was basically free. <laughs> redo. And resources. When it comes to a redo for this episode, I think it's pretty obvious. It's, you know, for me, it's just that you don't always need something shiny and new. Um there are so many resources around us that are free. You know, Khan Academy, we didn't even talk about that, but that's an online resource that is completely free. Um, it has a great app for ages K through eight, and then it has a lot of other online instruction um, for, well, sorry, excuse me, not K through eight as an eighth grade, but kindergarten through age eight. Mm. And then it has um, other free online instruction for older grades. Um, YouTube University, you know, we didn't even talk about YouTube, like the amount of things that you can find on there that you can create for opportunities for your kids to learn. You don't have, curriculum is not always the answer, like a a box curriculum, you know, a curriculum Mm -hmm. that you buy that takes you all the way through, that is not always um, the the way to do it. And it is, it's something that does provide a resource and a valuable resource, but if it's going to infringe on your financial security it is not worth it there are so many other ways to make learning happen um and just just looking around at what you have or looking around at friends at what they are able to have or what can you tweak here and there to be able to make something more accessible for you um just just be willing to do a little bit of research and you'll be able to find um resources that work for you. And I wish I would have been more aware of that when I was starting out. I mean, I know that I spent money that I should not have been spending because I thought I had to have someone else's work 
to tell me what I should teach my kids. I wasn't confident in knowing that I could put something together or I could help them um, and that they could guide their own learning. Mm -hmm. So learning that lesson, being confident in that, um, will, I mean, it won't, it won't just save you money, but it'll also save you a lot of time and energy because you'll be just more confident in what, what you're doing. And then for the resource, um, no surprise here, but it's a library. We talked about this a lot in the episode, so we don't really need to share a whole bunch, but checking out your local libraries, see what they have to offer. Don't be, you know, you don't have to go to just one, look around, see what you can do, see what options are available. Um, and don't forget about online resources. You might be able to tap into a resource from a library from a different state because mm-hmm. they have things available on their website. So just being aware of that, if you take the time to do a little bit, bit of research, you will find that there are so many things available to you that can make this journey less lonely, um, definitely save you money, and a whole lot easier. Well, thank you for joining us for episode seven of the Barefoot Scholars podcast. We will see you all in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at barefootscholars underscore the podcast to follow along on all of our adventures. You can also like and subscribe to our channel to make sure you don't miss our next episode. And if you like what you hear, we would love for you to leave a review.